Heavenly Father, we are in your presence here tonight. And we believe you are here with us. For you said that when we shall be gathered, two or three of us, you will always be in our midst. Now here we are gathered in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, that your presence will be felt in our midst. That you speak speak to each and every individual that Lord you command a blessing into each and every individual's life and that you will hear the cry, the prayers of our life that you answer. Help us, Lord, and hear our prayers and hear our supplications. Let every fetter be broken. Let every hindrance leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Let every power of Satan be defeated. Let the power of God take over and take control of our lives. Help us, Lord. May you meet each and every individual. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you tonight. I greet in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, last night we were also here. In a prayer meeting. A prayer meeting. Even tomorrow, God willing. That is Saturday night. We shall be here. There is power in prayer. And if we have discovered the secret of power, we should utilize it. Or you can be seated for some moment. Uh, Brother Branham said there are two categories of people. He said they are fundamentalists, people who follow the principles of the word. People who have the word, in other words. Then Pentecostals. He said fundamentalists they are like someone who has money in the bank. They have, they know where they are standing in the word. He said, but does not know how to sign it out. Then he said that Pentecostals, they know how to sign but they don't have nothing in the account. So they are not fundamental, they are not in the word. They don't know where they are standing. They don't know who they are. He said, if you add these two, then you will have great success. Now, that's what I'm realizing today. Yes. Uh, the believers of the message, they know a lot of the word. And they know who they are and where they stand. But they lack that 
prayer life. To get to access God. To have the anointing. Mafuta, to have a closer walk with God. But the, the Pentecostals. Pentecote, they really pray. Dalabasaba. And they are very aggressive. But if you ask them why they are praying. They are praying for weak reasons. They can go to the prayer mountain. A whole week. week and another. And he's just praying for success in life. Success in business. Success in business. Success in marriage. And that's all. But if you pray to be closer to God, then the other things will follow. Success will be there. Amen? So for us, we know why we should even pray. But the problem, we don't pray enough. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Today I've been busy. I was here. I'm from here. I went to Kayunga. Our little church there. Uh, there was reason there was need for me to go there. And then from there I passed via Christian Life Church. They had advertised meetings with the uh, Maurice Seruro. So I just wanted to go and uh, attend him. Those old Pentecostals who met the prophet who walked for some time with him. So I really wanted to go and see where they are now. And that's where I've just come. But it's when you, you listen and you, you meet such people that you'll know how to appreciate that message. And you understand it better. Amen? You understand that message better. Abraham said, there were three major planters of seed in this generation. Please, those, those of you that are behind come close now just like in the time of Sodom and Gomorrah there are three angels that came down before Sodom and Gomorrah caught fire there was the one who remained with Abraham Abraham and there were the two that went to Sodom. The one who remained with Abraham was Elohim. Elohim. And they remained discussing with him, sharing with him about the promise of the coming child. The promised son. 
the promise of life and then the two who went to Sodom and Gomorrah they blinded the Sodomites eyes so brother Bram said it had to repeat that way as Jesus Christ our Lord said as it was in the days of Lord so shall it be in the coming of the Son exactly as it was then so today there are to come those angels three because as it was so shall it be so one of them was Elohim Elohim God hiding behind the skin of a man and that one stayed with a royal seed will stay with Abraham discussing with him about the coming promise. Hallelujah. And that angel he had ability to discern the thoughts of Sarah behind the tent. You understand what, what I'm talking about. Today there had to come a vessel of that angel Elohim, Elohim who could discern even the very thoughts of man. And then he gave him the promise of the coming child. The promise that you and I have who have received who have heard from God himself is that one of these days we shall get a body change and we shall go to the rapture. We shall have the full restoration before we go where Adam was Adam and what Adam lost na Adam we shall be restored to that. And even nature is groaning desiring to see the manifestation of the sons of God. That's what the Bible says. Because it was put in bondage not willingly but it was it is wearing for the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Aren't you glad to know that we are called for that purpose? Now we are already sons of God. But not yet manifested sons of God. There is a time when God is going to show us to the world. This is my son. In whom I am well pleased. Here I am. You remember that time? When God took his son to the mount. To show him. 
to make us an adoption ceremony and he declared him this is my son in whom I'm pleased there is coming such a time when God is going to declare us now when he declared him it's not when he became his son he was already his son but he had to manifest him we are already God is sons and daughters but there is a time we are going to be declared now nature the Bible says is growing waiting to see hallelujah praise God and our message is molding us to that. It is shaping us to that. Hallelujah. You can't imagine a man coming all the way from America. He comes to Uganda. And all that has brought him is to preach prosperity and ask a a lot of money from people. I want people here. 120 people. Who can sow a seed. Of a hundred dollars. Those who can sow seed of a hundred dollars. Come here. I release a blessing of prosperity for you. Do you know that kind of approach is not of God? If it is only those who can have a hundred dollars who should get special blessing, then that means God is a God of the rich. And it means God helps those who can help themselves. But my God helps those who can't help themselves. That's why he said, Come unto me, ye who labor and are heavenly, I will give you rest. He helps those who can help themselves. He helps the poor. And he makes them rich. He makes the disabled. And he makes them able. But if God will come all the way from America to come and Give blessing to those who can raise a hundred dollars. Those who can't, they miss the blessing. Now, a hundred dollars is three hundred and sixty thousand. How many of you have that money now? If you ask now to give it here and you get a blessing. So you will miss God's blessing. Now that is the Pentecostal seed. Now the Pentecostal seed. Is a fake seed. 
It is a wrong seed. Amen. That's the truth. It's a wrong seed. Now look at that approach. Show me any comparison in the Bible. Is it Jesus? Yes. Is it the apostles? Who? Ani. Approach the gospel that way. In the Bible. Is not there. So, Brother Bram said, Bram Yagamba. Uh, there are three head planters in this day. Those are the three angels. We have seen one angel who remained with Abraham. You understand who it is. Even right now, he is in the camp. He is still with us to bring to pass that which he promised. Fear not, little flock, for it's your father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Then there are two angels who went to Sodom. When they reached Sodom, what did they do? They blinded the eyes of the Sodomites. So these men, I mean, God has sent men in this day to blind the eyes of Sodom. The world. The Bible says. Because they did not love the truth. God shall give them. To strong delusion. That they may believe lies. And be damned. By it. So what God has done. He has released enough balams. With anointing and with gifts to go and blind the eyes of the Sodomites. He said there are two head planters, the three head planters. Elijah, no, Elijah was sowing the seed for the bride. That is going to make a bride body. The bride of Jesus Christ. Then. The other one. The other head planter. Is Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Sold the Pentecostal seed. The seed you see today. Of prosperity. They can fast. They can pray. They can still prayer mountain. For a whole month. But they are praying for breakthrough. Breakthrough Lord. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. He's praying either to go to America. Or to marry. Or to get financial breakthrough. And that's all. But 
But Jesus said, Your heavenly Father knows you need those things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. It's righteousness. And marriage. Money. A good house. A good job. Shall be added unto you. He did not tell us to seek money. And marriage and things. He said that shall be but seek him first the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? The Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And even when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, seek him. To be close to you. To walk with him. And let him take full preeminence. In your life. The rest. Shall be added. Oh my. Hallelujah. But the Pentecostal seed. Is seed of prosperity. Give. Why? You're going to have a blessing. You're going to prosper. Those who have a million. Come here. God has told me. Uh, by doing that. You're not going to be the Sam. That is Pentecost. We don't preach that kind of message. We preach prosperity that by giving God blesses and prospers. If you give that is, that is, that is biblical. But not that kind of approach. So when I, today as I've told you it was in that meeting and as the men were there was a first Muzungu who approached it that. They gave out envelopes. And he said uh, he has an anointing to prosper. And those who wanted prosperity, they should give a big sacrifice of their life. And that will take them from the condition they are in to a new level. And then he said, those who, are, who can give a hundred dollars, you move, come here for special blessing. They did. A lot of them for special blessing. When the main speaker, Sheryl, came, he spoke a little bit about the testimony. And then finally, he prayed for the sick. The man is too old. I guess he's close to 90. He's too weak. 
Because he said that he first came to Uganda in 1962. And he has been preaching for 70 years. And he has been 65 years in marriage. That was very astounding. Astonishing. astonishing. 70 years in the ministry. So what age did he begin the ministry? Maybe at 20, that means he's either 90 or a preacher. So later on also, he declared how God has sent him to, send a ble to release blessing. And he went on about 120 people. Each one with $100. The first one was looking for people with a hundred dollars. The second one was with a hundred looking for people with a hundred dollars. When I was there, I was asking, Are these men sincere? And they are, are they honest? They, come, they have come all the way to bless Ugandans. And that is the approach, that is the trick. By getting that money given so that people get blessed. Or they are professional religious manipulators. Then a scripture came to me. Because of covetousness, they shall make merchandise of you with feigned words. You can't beat the scripture. And uh, there is no another experience a better explanation than the word of God. Now, not just a, I'm not talking about just only those that I've seen tonight. No. So, I'm talking generally about, the, generally about the Pentecostal seed. Everywhere, all over the world. Because they approach all over the world. Is it that they discovered that this is the approach that we shall use to, to make people prosperous. Not because we are selfishly wanting to prosper. We as the preachers. But we want people to prosper. Is it a genuine thing? The my mind was running like that. Then the scripture came to my mind. Because of covetousness, they shall make merchandise of you with feigned words. It means the ministers of these last days are anointed by the spirit of covetousness. And then when they see a congregation, they see money. 
So they have to use any failed words to pull the money for their selfish motives. Isn't that pathetic? Isn't that pathetic? Now it doesn't take away the fact that giving brings attracts God to bless. But God gives to that is pleased with a cheerful giver. When it comes to tricking and conditioning people, so much money is what will bring such a blessing. Now, that Pentecostal of prosperity as if why Jesus died was that the human race become rich. That that's why Jesus died. Is that the reason why Jesus died? Did Jesus die for us to drive good cars? Did he die for us to have good houses? Is that the reason why he died? No. Hallelujah. Jesus died to give us eternal life. He came to seek and to find that which was lost and to reconcile us with God. God was in Christ reconciling the world back to himself. That's why Jesus came. You, you wonder today immorality sin is a climax. These preachers will never condemn sin. They come all the way to come and preach prosper. But the generation is rotten. Now, did Jesus come die to come and make sinners be prosperous with wealth? No. He came to reconcile us with God. And what separated us to begin with? It was sin. So when sin question is settled, then all the attributes that brought sin, that were brought by sin, are taken care of. But now look at that Pentecostal seed. That is Pentecostal seed. Now the head plant of that is Oral Roberts. Or Roberts is the head planter. Or Roberts yomsizomukuru of that seed. Owensigeyo. God is a good God. Katonda katonda mrunji. So a seed. Sigensigo. So a seed. Sigensigo. Or Roberts is the sower. Or Roberts yomsizi. If you want to hear the gospel, the 
in that era I, I used to wonder why does why, Brother Brown said that the head plant of the Pentecostal said it all Roberts. Then how? What did he exactly say? What did he say, speak? Until for some time, I followed him on television. His teachings on television. His teaching was nothing but so give money. I have been a giver. I have sown. And today, I have acquired this and this and this. And I have no debt. Why? The anointing of prosperity is there on me. That was his teaching. Now, then Billy Graham Graham was the other head planter. What did he plant? Evangelical seed. Not really. The evangelicals are groups of denominations who preach salvation minus the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you give someone, give us an example? Baptists, Anglicans, Anglican, those are evangelicals. They believe in salvation. But they don't believe in speaking tongues. They don't believe in the power of God healing things. Those are evangelicals. Any other example? Methodists. All those are evangelicals. So their main man, the planter of their seed, was Billy Graham. And then we have seen the seed that was planted by William Marion Branham as the promised minister of Elijah. That is going to prepare the coming of the Lord. That seed is the bride seed. She will be flesh of Jesus' flesh. Character of his character. Born of his born. That seed also was sown in the ground. And we are the results of that seed. We believe the word. We believe in holiness. And we believe in gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we believe in signs and wonders. Hallelujah. That's why we're here. We must define who we are. Praise God. So, we are going to read from the book of John 15. 
Verse 7. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Hallelujah. Ask whatever you will. But you abide in him. And his words abide in you. John 14.12 Very, very I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Dela dela mbagambanti, akiri zanze, emiri mujenkolanze, na yari jikola. Eira arikola ejisingejo, obunene, kubanganze ngeenderi chitange. Amen, you may be seated. Mutureko. Now, on Wednesday we saw, Kuloksa tutualaba, that man was created, to be a son of God. We saw that. And we saw that man was made to be superior. We saw that. And he was made to control everything. He was made as a secondary God on earth. And it was given power. He was designed in a way to control everything. To control elements of the earth. To control the marine life. To control falls of the air. To control all nature. He was given that. Amen. And then we saw how he lost it through the fall. And when he fell, he lost it. And we saw that he lost the consciousness. He lost the power. And he becomes unconscious of that fact. He lost his relationship. He lost his friendship. And fellowship with, God, with the Father. Then he lost all that. Oh, to me that's a great, great quote. When man fell, he lost his relationship. So, now that is the beginning of man. That's what God gave him power over. Everything on the earth. Now, though, now, though the fall, he lost that power. Then he becomes unconscious of the fact. After losing his relationship and friendship, fellowship with the Father. On Wednesday again we saw what it means to become unconscious of, of something. 
where you lose the knowledge of identity now if you lose identity you think you are a man when you are a woman you are a woman when you are a man does it mean that you have changed no but you become unconscious you lose the thing if I lose consciousness that I'm standing here in this pulpit tonight, does it mean I'm not standing here? I'm standing here, but I lose the consciousness. If I lose the consciousness that I'm a human being, I've remembered something. Uh, I told you one time, a very interesting story. When I was, before I got saved, I think it was at the age of about 16. I drank. And when I drank, I left the house. I went outside there. I was going to ease myself. But they say they found me walking on four legs. They found me walking on four. That may, maybe I thought I'm a god. But had I become a god? And that was my last time to drink. And when they told me the following morning that they found me on four, I said, then I'll never drink. When I got saved at 17, I had quit drinking. So, if you lose the conscience that you're a human being, and you think you are a God. Do you become a God? You are still a human being. So man. Lost the consciousness. That he is a daughter. He is a son of God. When we talk about being a son or a daughter of God, we are not talking about the religious aspect of we are sons of God. We are talking about being a God yourself. Because if you are a child of God, it means you are God. Jesus Yesu spoke among the Pharisees that he was a son of God. And the big stones to beat him. He said, Many good works have I done for my father. Of that. Which, cause, which one causes me to be stoned? They told him, for good works we stone thee not. But for blasphemy, you being a 
a human being and you're calling yourself God. Jesus Yesu did not say he was God. He said he was a son of God. Now for them they knew better. They were wise people. They knew for you to say you are a son of God it means you are God. Because you are what your Father is. Amen. If your father is a God, you are a God. If your father is an eagle, you are an eagle. If your father is a cow, you are a cow. If your father is God, that means you are God. And if you are God, that means you can create. And that means you can control. You can tell the wind and it will stop. Because that's what your father can do. No wonder he walked on water. He turned water into wine. He spoke the, the, the fish and they came into the net of Peter. Because he was a son of God. That's what it means to be a child of God. Hallelujah. But we lost the consciousness of it. So what we need is to gain our consciousness of who we are. Then, then we shall speak and the conditions will get out of our way. Hallelujah. Then we shall ask the Father. Anything we ask him. In the name of his son Jesus. It shall be done. And Jesus said. He that believeth me. The works that I do. Shall do them also. And greater works. Because I am going to the Father. You you are remaining here. You need to do greater works on my behalf. On my behalf means in my name. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Did Jesus raise dead? You shall raise the dead. Did Jesus make the creepers work? You shall make creepers work. Did Jesus cleanse the lepers? You shall cleanse the lepers. Did Jesus make the, 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 the blind to see? You shall make the blind to see. With you, all things are possible. Because you are with God. Hallelujah. So man lost the conscious. He lost. He, he becomes unconscious of the fact. And what caused him to lose the consciousness of the fact? He said after losing his relationship. And friendship. And fellowship. With the father. Then he lost that. And all his great channels became clogged up. And he couldn't get through. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, we together. 
Listen. Uliriza. Why it's very important to pray? Luachi chikuru nyoku saba. Now, why did Jesus pray? Katiluachi Yesu ya sabanga. Jesus Yesu was God himself. Mwine, but he was God in flesh. And as God in flesh, he had two aspects on him. It's not God who prayed to God. It's a human being that prayed to God. He had the side of a human being. And then the fullness of God was in the human being. Now the big human being prayed to God who indwelt the human being. Why? Well, the Brahman tells us why he prayed so much the way he did was to have a constant fellowship with the Father. That's why Jesus said, if my Father abides in me, he does his works. Fellowship. In other words, if I have fellowship with the Father, his works are done in me. Now, what did man lost? Relationship. Friendship. And fellowship. Now all those three. Relationship. Friendship. Fellowship. Are done by one thing. Prayer. Kusaba. You know, when Jesus died, he restored all that to you. But to you, for you to experience it and to maintain it, it comes by prayer. Prayer gives you a constant relationship. Gives you a constant fellowship. And a constant friendship. And that means that's what will open your, your, your understanding again to become conscious of who you are. Hallelujah. That you are a child of God. And all his great Channels became clogged up. And couldn't get through. Now, what Adam was in God, Christ has redeemed us back to that. Now, a redeemer, to redeem anything, is to bring it back to its origin again. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That's what redeem means. And Adam never had to be sick. He never had to die. He never had to worry. He never had a heartache. He never had fear. He just climbed up in the arms of the Father. And just like a child, everything was his. And whatever he asked, why? He just got it. 
Everything obeyed him. Because he was God's child. And child is here of all things. Let me ask you. Has that been restored? Are you following? I'm going to ask you questions. If you're not listening, I'm just shaking your head. If you're hearing, you're just struggling not to speak, but not to hear what I'm saying. I'm going to ask questions. Adam never had to be sick. Has that been restored? That we cannot, we, we are not meant to be sick. Yes. Yeah. If you fall sick, you go to the healer. And you claim your healing. By your stripes, we were healed. I'm not sick. I'm okay. I'm a child of God. Cancer. Kokoro. You are not mine. TB. Kafuba. You are not mine. Tumor. Chizimba. You are not mine. Tori wange. Me. Nse. I am whole. Ndimulamu. By his stripes. I am held. Na wonye sebwa. You don't have to be sick. Tori na kuruwara. He never had to die. Do you have to die? Must you die? No. Christians don't die. No. Time reaches. And they sleep. Resting. From their labors. But we cannot die. I cannot die. I can leave this body. But not die. Hallelujah. Amen. You can leave that body. But not die. You have eternal life. Jesus says. He that heareth my words. And believeth. He that sent me has eternal life. Has not will have. Has cash. 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 Has eternal life. And is passed from death to life. Christians don't. I cannot die. How can eternal life die? I have eternal life. Gideon. Gideon is a friend. Say that about yourself. Say I have eternal life. I cannot die. Cannot die. Lazarus sleepeth. Lazarus, And I go to awaken him. He did not say Lazarus is dead. Lazarus sleepeth. And I go to awaken him. And when he went there, he did not say Lazarus. He just come forth. Vayo. He just said come forth. Amen. Hallelujah. He didn't say arise from the dead. No. You're not dead. 
Vayo. Come forth. Vayo. Come forth. Brother Branham, Brother Branham, one brother lost his son. And he came to Brother Branham. That he should pray that a child should be And Brother Branham went in the room and prayed. He came back and I told the father, I followed your son to see where he is. I saw him. If you wish, I can call him back. But if it, he was my son, according to where I've seen him, I wouldn't call him back. To raise the dead, when he's a child of God, it's just calling him or her from where he is. And he comes back. When someone dies, either that person is dead, Oh, he's alive. If he's a sinner, he has died. A sinner dies. But a Christian does not die. Cannot die. He just leaves this body and he goes to another place. He has not died. So Jesus overcame death for us. Death that Adam put in us. Jesus took it away. He overcame it for us. When we believed in him, we received eternity. We don't die. Hallelujah! I cannot die. Every child of God, you cannot die. Does God die? You are gods. Does God die? God cannot die. It is the sinners who die. Hallelujah. Jesus took death away. He overcame it for us. He never had a heartache. You should never have any heart ache. Why? Only believe. All things are possible. Never have a heart ache. Hallelujah. Refuse anything. That brings heart ache. Have joy. Have peace and full joy and full peace. Heartache. You should never worry. Worry what? Worry has no virtue. But faith has all virtue. Worry cannot save you. That when you worry so much, then you are saved by worry. Then God will have pity upon you. Like a grandmother who is spitting a grandchild. No. The Bible says they that come to him must believe that he is and is a rewarder seek no, let me worry that he will have pity. No! Without faith, 
You cannot please God. And if you believe that God is going to get you out, then why worry? Don't worry. Worry has no virtue. Worry has sickness. So don't worry. Just trust God. Whatever happens, the Bible says, thank God. In all things. Hallelujah. Brother Branham said, when the sparrows in the morning wake up, and they start singing and they see a human being with a hand against his cheek. Where? The sparrows say, this guy is calling them, sir. Call the human being. Ever worried? I wonder whether my God is the for the birds, they never worry. But God takes care of them. He never had fear. Jesus all the time said, Fear not. Never had fear. When he called Peter, because Peter asked him, Lord, are you the one? If you're the one, bid me come. And he told him, Come. And Peter walked on water. When he saw the storms, he feared. He started to sink. Jesus held him the hand. And then he rebuked him. Why did you fear? In other words, you, why you have sunk is because of fear. You allowed fear. So never fear. Hallelujah. He just climbed up in the arms of the father. Hey, I just like a child. Everything was his. And whatever he asked, why? He just got it. Everything obeyed him. Because he was God's child. The child here of all things. You know that's what we have that he has redeemed for us. Oh, Hallelujah. Now when man fell, he lost this. And now, what he lost in the fall, Christ has come to redeem. Did you ever stop and think Christ redeemed us for? He gave us everlasting life. He brought us back to the eternal fellowship. And relationship to God. To be his sons and daughters. To restore us back all that Adam Lost in now, this, now the thing of it is since he restored man back to, to this place man in the fall has lost his conscience of what father he on earth to do in other words, all the and as it was in our brain and the outlets and the faith that has been clogged up with a business affair, with a home life, domestic thing, it all became so clogged with that until God can't operate through those channels that he made man for. Now when God made the human body Every little part had its place to play The teeth The tongue 
Orulimi, the eyes, amaso, the nose. Enyindo. God does everything in there to make it perfect in operation. To make the man to live. And if God so patterned the man, the body of man, how much more has he patterned and set in order the body of Christ, the church? If God designed man his body, he certainly designed the body of his son. The church. And he's designed us to come together. Together places in Christ Jesus. And have these supernatural workings of God. Outlets. Outlets. Through the gifts of the Spirit. Such as prophecy. And wisdom. And knowledge. And gifts of healing. And these other different gifts. These outlets. That God lets out his power. And lets out his relationship. Amen. And as individuals. I'm going to finish. I'm finishing. And not as an individual so much, but as a unit, we are all together one great body of believers. how we, we get into this body, the mystic body of the Lord Jesus Christ, by one is Holy Spirit, by one spirit, we are all baptized into this body. Now, certain by the laws of sin, and death makes, makes everything that sin and death brought operate to certain sins a cancer. No. Now, certain by the laws of sin and death makes everything that sin and death both operate to certain sins or cancer. The man recognizes it, receives it. And he gets it. Certain sins heartaches. We recognize it and receive it. And if certain by his power can make his laws work in man, how much more out God with his power make his laws work in man. If certain can make his laws be, be sure and us recognize it. How much more ought God to his children to make his laws be recognized among his people. Or divine healing, revelation, power, gifts, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. The devil sends cancer. And you say, wow. I have cancer. And you get it. Do you know that if you refuse it, it does not, cannot have. But if you accept, you will get it. Then, God himself also, that's how he sends 
gifts and you receive it to speak in tongues to interpret the tongues to prophecy healings and you accept it and it works hallelujah the law of sin and death works in the people. And the law of liberty of Christ has come unto us to set us free from those things. Let me close with this quote. So I believe this with all my heart. I believe that we are nearing the age that when people are going to recognize those these things this is the age we are living in. We that we've had so much vain philosophy. And so forth. And teachings that ought not to be. Until it has set the human mind to a revolution of thinking on matters of this and that. And taking it away from the word of God. As I've said, faith doesn't come by fasting. Faith doesn't come by praying. Reading a book. All of that's good. Fasting and praying and reading a book. But faith comes by a settled something. A settled something that is in the human heart that tells you just as sure as you come to this church. Tonight, when you come home, when you come home, you told your wife you'd be home after the service was over. You do that unconsciously. You just go out and get in your car and go home. Now, you could not do it unless you had faith. You could do it. You would never move from where you are setting. If you didn't have faith, you you've done it so much and you just become so accustomed to those laws till it's a natural thing. So that means the workings of God can become so real to you. And the presence of God is so real to you. And to cast out a demon. And to heal the sick. And to walk on water. And to tell storm stop. It is so natural. Just like you stand up and walk. God bless you. Amen. So we are living in a time when man will recognize who we are. Until these laws we operate in our lives as real. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord.